to the second point, say, say
God, lift up your holy hands. Hallelujah, God, we thank you. We thank you in this place, God. We thank you right now in the atmosphere. Hallelujah. We just gonna say, I love you. I love you. I love you, Lord, today. Because you care for me in such a special way. That's why I pray. Come on, say, I lift you up. Lord, another hand cap of praise. Yes, Lord, thank you, Lord, for your goodness and your grace. We are truly thankful. We are thankful. Good morning, and welcome to Heart of Faith Worship Center. We are so extremely excited that you are here to join in services with us today. If we have any visitors, if you would just please stand and share with us your name and your church affiliation and pastor. If you don't feel like you're a visitor, we still would like to acknowledge you that you are here in the house today. So if you would just stand and we just want to recognize you and thank you for joining us because you could have been anywhere else this morning. So we're thankful that you chose to be here with us this morning. If you would please share your name and your church affiliation. 
Thank you, brother and sister Benny, and welcome, welcome. We truly give you traveling graces as you head back home, whenever that may be. But again, thank you for joining us this morning. You may be seated. Okay, I just have a few announcements for you this morning. I just want to remind you that June 14th will be our pastor and first lady anniversary celebration here at Heart of Faith. Yeah, let's clap that up at 10 o'clock. Although we honor our pastor and first lady every day, this will be a special opportunity for us to share our love for them. And again, Heart of Faith, we're asking that each family uh, sow a seed of $200. I also want to remind you that the Faith Fellowship International Holy Convocation will resume in 2021. If you could please read along with me as we acknowledge our sick and prayer list, it will be Bishop Amos Harvey, Sister Josie Watts, Brother Paul Gordon, Brother Sean Brown, Brother London, Brother Joe Wilson, Sister Angela Johnson, Brother Larry Cook, Sister Shamir Collins, Sister Dorothy Williams, and Brother Al Jones. Also, if you would like to participate in our worship and enrichment and empowerment opportunities, every Sunday here to church at 9 a.m., we have our Sunday Bible Education School. At 10 a.m., we have our Sunday morning worship and life empowerment service. And at 7 o'clock weekly, at 7 p.m., we have our life enrichment and empowerment class. And then also right after, we have our choir rehearsal and praise team rehearsal. Um, we would like to welcome to the kingdom Brother Al B. Jones. We, he came and joined with us last Sunday, and we would like to recognize him for that. Amen, amen. So for May, our financial report for the month of May is our building project fund for our parking lot pavement. Uh, we have a goal with HEV Asphalt Company for $53,000, $53,160. That's our goal. We currently have on hand $3,452.99. And then our balance due is $49,740. So we ask, uh, Sisters and brothers, if you would continue to sow into our building fund project. For our May birthdays, we have Deacon Richard Shelvin, Bishop John Baines, AJ and London LeBlanc, Glenn Raspberry, and Mary Helen Jackson. So again, if you see them, if you could continue to wish them a happy birthday. So these are all of the announcements that I have at this time. Um, because we're practicing social distancing, we ask that you just send a virtual wave and a virtual hug to everyone in the sanctuary um, because we're uh, refraining from our meet and greet. But again, welcome as all. And on this time, if you would please stand with me and we'll welcome the bishop of our flock, D Bishop Dr. John W. Baines. All right, good morning. Good morning, everyone. We're not going to prolong anything, but what we're going to do, first of all, uh, I'm excited, uh, uh, surprised, a good surprise to see our dear friends, Bishop and Lady Bennett, to drive in from Detroit, Michigan. Um, and they're going to be here how long again? For a week till Friday. Man, well, as I always tell you, for the years I've known you, welcome to the Dirty South. So we, we are glad that you all, it was a bit surprised when I saw you, it was a good surprise. So we thank God for you. And remember, all the ones that you have not seen yet to make their way back, let us keep praying for them. 
um, and everything. Let us, of course, keep praying for our president and mayors and staffs and senators and everyone. It is our requirement as the body of Christ to pray for our leaders and especially our spiritual leaders. Let's pray for them as well. And listen, you know, I was in meditation um, a couple of days ago. I was just meditating. Sometime I like to sit there quiet and just get into a spiritual realm with God. And I was thanking God for um, not speaking everywhere else, but from here. I was thanking God for the many of you who trust God through this pandemic and trust me in Christ as your pastor to uh, feed you spiritually and, and lead you and not let the fear overtake you. And we understand that, you know, that there are many people that probably not where you're at or whatever the case may be. We don't look down on them. We don't talk about them. The Bible say that the strong have to bear the affirmatives of the weak. And uh, everyone know their level of faith. And you know your, your, uh, your health condition and everything. But folks, listen, we have to get ready and buckle down and trust God because this is not going anywhere. It's going to be with us. It's just another strain that has been added in and it's not going anywhere. So uh, through everything, uh, I can only tell you is continue to trust God uh, and remember that God love us. And again, as I always say, if it is not your time to go, then you're not going anywhere. God has already appointed a certain time for each of us, uh, including our children. So I want you to trust God through everything. Now, be honest. How many of y'all been just, well, actually, before today, how many of y'all just been confined to your houses, locked in and not going nowhere? Raise your hand. So everybody been going outside, grocery stores, work, and all of that. Well, the same God that's protecting you, uh, doing all of that, he's still protecting you. Uh, and uh, we're not no super Christians or anything. We all have concerns. We all think and wonder. You know, uh, I know it goes through your mind when someone coughs and all of that. It's just there, you know, but... When you look at the percentage of the people that has died, it's point something. That is so low. Now, what I want you all to do is research Houston, okay, where you live at. And I think from what the mayor said, we only had something like 197 cases out of that. It was 88-something, and most of that was your homeless and your care homes and so forth. So what you have to learn to do is look where everything is, you know. So, uh, and we're not we're not dogging others out because we know some states, their government just totally made them close. So, remember that. Trust God, because anything that's going on, I can tell you according to the scripture, it is no secret to God. God already know what's going on, and 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 God has His purpose and His reasons for letting those things go. So. Trust him through the process, okay? Live life, but live it cautiously, okay? And, and, and be careful out there because while we are so focused on this pandemic, we're not looking at the other stuff that's going around us. Crime has went up 
you know, uh, people are killing people. Um, and I told you all this before it even happened. We have to get ready. The first responders and everyone is doing their part in this war. Now, I've told you all what the Spirit of God said. We, it's good to sing, dance, and all of that, but we need to be ready because at every military phase, you'll send in first the Army, or you may send in the Green Beret, or you may send in, uh, uh, who's the other ones? Uh, Navy SEALs. You may send all of them in, but at a point, depending on the war, everyone is going to play a part. Okay, we're in this battle. The first responders, our doctors, our nurses, um, everyone is playing a part in it. Now, we have to be ready when God send us out, you know, uh, because we're, we're actually going to play a part. And it's beginning now when the president decided to say, open up all the houses of worships, you know, we, we have to be ready because now we're going to be in this war. People gonna have questions to why. Why did God allow this? People gonna you gonna you people is killing people. Divorce is on a high rate. So this whole thing is affecting everyone. So we have to be ready now for the spiritual guidance. The Bible says we are the salt of the earth. We are the light of the world. We are a city that sits up on the hill. So now we're gonna have to be ready. And it's gonna be it's gonna be shameful when the saints look and someone asks and we go. I don't know. You need to study your word and ask God to reveal to you. And this is why we have Bible studies, Sunday school, and all of these different teachings so that we can be ready because people are going to need counseling uh, going through this. Um, Sister Erica uh, lost her mom to uh, COVID-19. You know, uh, so, you know, people, people are hurting uh, there was someone on Facebook crying out saying, I miss my mama, I want my mama. So people, that's where it's time now for us to step in. And when you see those things, don't wait for this part to minister the word. You have an obligation when you see that out there, you need to be jumping in on that ministering to that person. You know, because this is where uh, our, and remember the Bible says that the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. You know, but they are what? So we have to be ready. We have to be ready, utilizing our spiritual warfare. Okay? Okay, so now let's see where we're at here. Now, we're ready to give up an offering, uh, present our offering unto God. And we also want to say good morning to Deacon uh, Joseph Anderson and Sister uh, Pamela uh, Weary. They both, uh, Brother Joe wants y'all to know that he's doing fine. Keep praying. Uh, his swelling of his legs is going down. The fluid is, is coming off. And uh, Sister Pam is doing much more better. Uh, so let's continue to pray for them. And no, they don't have COVID. Joe is dealing with some medical issues. And Sister Pam uh, hurt her back a few days ago. And it was severe. So... We want to make sure that we also uh, keep them in our prayers. They're watching this morning. And uh, not uh, to reveal, but we also want to thank God for um, the young lady that sows her seeds into the ministry. Uh, we thank God for you. You know who you are. Um, she calls me her godfather. Um, so you have to be ready to spiritually uh, 
um, deal with people where they at. All right, let us let us stand and get ready to prepare to give. Father, we thank you in the name of Jesus, Lord, that through it all you continue to bless us financially, Father, and we thank you, Lord. Now, as we present our tithes and our offering into your kingdom, that your kingdom work may continue, that there may be meat in your house, and that, God, you may continue to bless us, Lord, as we bless others. So in Jesus' name, I thank you for every individual, those that are here, those that are not here, those that are far. God, thank you for them that sow they seeds into this ministry, into the good grounds of this ministry, God. And we thank you, Father, in Jesus' name, amen. Man, you may, uh, uh, I tell you what, we, 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 remember the social distancing so you can come out to your aisles and then if you uh, want to be for prayer, you may stay at the altar. you all are, are for altar prayer then you may come remember dress right dress as you kind of like spread apart y'all can come on over just spread apart spread apart y'all come on over here come on over here sweeties yeah y'all can stretch out way over there all right amen Pretty much nothing has changed. We just learned to do things differently now. We're doing the same thing, but differently. Um, and let us still remember to pray for all of those that you do not see here this morning. Let us pray for them. Keep them in our prayers. Amen. There go my buddy, my dear friend, my comrade that made his arrival, Brother Charles Lott. Man. So this is the part where I tell you all often this is where you trust God at. Remember there's nothing too small or nothing too hard that God cannot do. Uh, and I believe God is keeping us and will keep us and will continue to keep us. Um, and so what we want you to do is trust God whatever the situation may be, whatever you may be going through or dealing with this is where you trust God this is where you leave it give it to God and leave it what do you mean about that for those who don't understand that once you give it to God then don't worry about it no more don't think about it no more just start thanking him as the scriptures say in all things give him thanks right there let everybody just shout thank you Lord bow your heads with me father we've we come in this hour of prayer, God. We come saying thank you for another day. Lord, we realize that it wasn't nothing that we did. No good thing. Because we all have sinned and fallen short of your glory. But God, we thank you for loving us so much. 
watching over us and keeping us. Father, we all agree that if we had the tongues of 10,000 men, we could not praise you enough. For God, you have been better to us than we can ever be to ourselves. Father, thank you for healing every hurt and pain. God, we trust you through everything, God, because you have kept us through it all. You have kept us through storms and hurricanes and, and life dangerment, God, because you watch over us and you love us so much. Now, God, even though that we're faced with this pandemic, there are some that is, that is afraid and they have every right to be, God, because of not knowing or understanding what's going on. It always puts us in a panic, fearful state of mind. But God, we just thank you that our flesh may go that way, but we thank you for the power of your spirit that you give us to give us assurance that everything is going to be okay. Father, I ask you because your spirit, you said, searches the heart of mankind. And as your spirit that dwells in each of us begin to search our hearts even more now. God, I pray because you know what we need. You know where we're at. You know what we're going through. God, we put it all in your hands, Father. We lay it all at the altar because your word says that you care for us. Now, Father, we pray for every family that is grieving because of a loss of a loved one or every family that is grieving because they cannot make it to a loved one that may be suffering God. But God, you said in your word that it's been appointed unto man once to die and after death comes the judgment. And God, we know that you only, only you know the time that you have set for each of us, Father. But Father, we thank you this morning, God, for the clothes on our backs. We thank you for the food in our houses. We thank you, God, for our mindset, God. And God, we just ask you in the name of Jesus that your spirit that is in each of us, Father, visit with us this morning, Father, in the name of Jesus, God. And God, we thank you, God, because what we are faced with, God, it has no color barrier. It has no social or economical barrier. It doesn't make a difference if you have a dollar or a million dollars, God. It's all the same, Father. But Father, yet you are the same and you change not and we thank you for it. We thank you, God, because when we open our eyes up this morning, we know that was you. God, when we took our first step from our beds, we knew that was you. God, when we heard the birds singing and our children calling our names or the telephone ringing, God, we knew that was you, God. It was you who allowed us to experience this day. And because this is the day that you have made, God, we declare that we will rejoice and be glad in it, Father, in the name of Jesus. Prepare our hearts, God, to meet the demand of, of the, your people, Father, who's going to need counseling, who's going to need prayer, who's going to need words of wisdom. God, give us wisdom that we may give it unto them, Father. And, Father, strengthen every shepherd that they may continue feeding your people with wisdom and knowledge and understanding. Father God we ask you right now in Jesus name as we take our mindset off what's going on around us but keep our mind on heavenly things God you would direct our path because your word is a light unto our path we thank you for keeping our children and blessing our children father and God now we just say thank you right now father because you've been so good so God at this time and at this moment we're not going to complain we're not going to flood heaven with our personal 
personal problems. But we're just going to stop right now, God, and we're just going to clap our hands and lift our voices and begin to thank you right now for being so good. Come on, all over the building. Just begin to clap your hands and tell God thank you right now. Hallelujah. Bless you, Father. As you make it back to your seats, we ask our babies to come. And then afterwards, we're going to hear the word. And then we'll be ready to exit.
Good morning. First, giving honor to God, Pastor Baines, everyone that is due honor in the church. It's a pleasure to be before you this morning. Um, before we start, we're just going to go to God in prayer. We thank you, Lord, for this day, this opportunity, Father, to bring your word forth. We pray in Jesus Christ's name that your will be done. Allow us to take in of your word what you have for us, Lord. Allow us to meditate upon it and be ready to bring it forth when you say it is time. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 <laughs> okay. This message, um, it was very hard for me to figure out, not to figure out what to speak about. It was trying to get it down because I've been dealing with a couple, a couple of things, I'm, like dental issues and all of this, and I was like, man, I got to speak, and I got this going on, I got this going on. It's like, nope, don't worry about none of that. We're going to concentrate and focus on doing with the task that has been set before you. So um, our scripture reading is coming from 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 16 through 18. And y'all know I always use the NIV version when, I, when I'm going and reading. It says, therefore we do not lose heart. Though outwardly we are wasting away, yet inwardly we are being renewed day by day. For our light and momentary troubles are achieving us achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen. Since what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. Amen. Um, you may be seated. And for a topic, um, I would like to use when the new wears off. I know people might be like, what does that mean? How does that even apply to the scripture she just read? What does that mean? How does it apply to God? Um, we all know that when you get something, when something is not new anymore, it becomes old. And in today's society, it seems like nobody wants anything old. Everybody wants the newest and shiniest thing. They want um, the newest car, the newest phone, the newest house, all the newest technology. Some people want the newest wife, the newest husband, the newest cheering, children. They want the newest everything. Nothing, we don't want nothing old hanging around. And it seems like that is what society today is conditioning us to, to think about and to think that we need. And um, that's not true. When the new wears off, what do you do? When the new, when your new relationship is not so new, what do you do? When your status as an adult is not so new and the problems come around, what do you do? When you, your walk as a believer is not so easy anymore, what do you do? When the new wears off of these situations, what do you do? Well, we're going to look at those situations. And one of the first ones um, that I wanted to talk about is marriage. When the new wears off your marriage, what do you do? Everybody know when you first get married, everything's all shiny and new. We like um, Sugar Avery up in um, Color Purple. I's married now. I's married now. We want everybody to know we married. And we just so happy. We so in love. We all on our social media. This is hashtag boo, hashtag queen, hashtag king. Oh, this is my boo forever. You and me together forever and ever and ever. And it's tarts and roses and everything. And But what about when all those hearts and roses seem to go away and, when, and that man or that woman starts to annoy you so greatly or the fights come or the disagreements come, what do you do? If you look at today's society and the celebrities, you divorce because they have like 12-day marriages and they, I'm done. I can't deal with this person no more. 
But what does the Bible say about that? What does the Bible say? Well, first of all, in 1 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 28, it tells you that marriage is going to be hard. It says, but those who marry will face many troubles in this life. Yeah. What? What you mean I'm going to face troubles? Huh? No, I married so that things would be easier. No, 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 no. You're going to face many troubles in this life because we as human beings are not perfect. We are flawed. And when you have two flawed people come together, there's going to be issues in order to, for both of you all to get better. You say, okay, I understand that. But this just is too much. This marriage is just too much. And besides, when I read in the Bible, the Bible said I can divorce him. It says it. I read it. Okay. Well, it also counters that. Jesus counters that. When he's speaking in Matthew chapter 19, verses 3 through 8, it says, Some Pharisees came to him to test him. They asked. Is it lawful for man to divorce his wife for any and every reason? Haven't you read, he replied, that some at the beginning, the creator, I'm sorry, that at the beginning, the creator made, he replied, meaning Jesus, he says, haven't you read that at the beginning, the creator made them male and female and said, for this reason, a man will leave his father and mother and be united with his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. So they are no longer two, but one flesh. Therefore, what God has joined together, let no man separate. Let no one separate. Why then, they asked, did Moses command that a man give his wife a certificate of divorce and send her away? Jesus replied, Moses permitted you to divorce your wives because you were hard, you, your hearts were hard, but it was not this way from the beginning. Jesus, God's son, was speaking and telling them, yes, Moses, um, he permitted you to give your wife a divorce because you were too hard-hearted to do what God has set forth before you from the beginning. In the beginning, God said, what, no man, what God has joined together, let no one separate. You mean I can't get away from this man for nothing? Till death do you pardon. That means you can't cause the death. That's, he said, no, no, no. <laughs> he said, no, no, no. It's like... <laughs> I can't take it back. It's the Bible. It's true. And so you're like, okay, I tried. I've been, I've been working. I've been trying. And you say, the Bible say I can't, the, the Bible tells me it's going to be hard. The Bible say I can't divorce this man or this woman. So what do I do with this, God, with this man or this woman that God gave me? This is hard. It's not easy. I'm tired of this. We fight all the time. We're always mad. We're always angry. What do you do? Colossians chapter 3, verse 13 through 14 tells you what to do. Bear with each other and forgive one another. If any of you has a grievance against someone, forgive as the Lord forgave you. And over all these virtues, put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. Perfect unity. Unity means to unite. When you marry, you unite and become one. So in order to walk in perfect unity with your spouse, love, 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 love. You have to, sometimes you have to remind yourself, Lord, I love this woman. Lord, I love this man. I love this man. 
I love this man. I love this man. You have to remind yourself these things sometimes because it's not always easy. I was married, okay, I think I got married at the youngest age in here. I was 20 when I got married. Anybody young, got married at a younger age than 20? Well, oh, Brother Lot, what age you get married at? 20. You're the same age as me. So um, July will make 17 years. July the 12th, you're right. Will make 17 years that Billy and I have been married. And I know it always seems like it's easy, and I always seem happy, and I'm the perfect wife. I'm not. He always seems like he's the perfect husband. He's not. And so, um, can you imagine being married at 20? Those are the years when most people are out doing whatever they want to do, and just young and learning new things. And our first year of marriage, we weren't even together the whole year. We was in Iraq. We was in a war, in a war the first year. So can you imagine that second year when we were together? It was like, who is this man? This is not what I married. I don't want this. Lord, this is, this is not the one that we, this is not what I said I do too. I didn't sign up for this. And so it's just like, what do I do? Help, I'm, I'm, I'm just being honest and serious. I was like, I don't want this. I'm tired of this. This man, he's just grumpy. Why he's so grumpy? And I'm sure he was the same way. Oh, this woman is so grumpy. She always got something to say. She tell, she's very bossy. Bossy? Who? Me? Never. <laughs> and so I was like, Lord, what do we do? And prayer. You just got to pray through it. Pray through it. I'm speaking from experience. When I say you pray through it, sometimes you got to get on your knees, put your face to the ground, and scream out, God, help me. Lord, help me. But when you're praying, it's not say, you're not praying and say, Lord, change him. Lord, change him. Make him in the way that I want him to be. It's like, no, Lord, change me. Help me to accept this man as you have made him. And then when you're praying, it's Lord, change me. Help me to accept this woman in the way that you have made her because she's made perfect in your image and in your likeness. You got to remember when you're praying, don't pray. Lord, change them. Lord, no, Lord, change me. Change my heart. Help me to be more soft-hearted. Help me to see where I am wrong. And help me, help me not to only see his wrongs. Help me see my faults too. And help me to change those faults. And what do you do? And once, once you pray that, then it comes in 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 8. It says, above all, love each other deeply because love covers a multitude of sins. When you love someone deeply, no matter how angry they make you, no matter how mad, no matter how much they hurt you with what words or the things that they may say or do, it, love covers that. Love covers a multitude of sins. And this is the thing that I want to leave with you all about this one. Instead of what we need to do is pray it out instead of walking out. Pray it out instead of walking out. Remember that always. When marriage gets hard, pray it out instead of walking it out. And once you start praying it out, he allow you to talk it out with that spouse. This is, this is from experience. This is me speaking from almost 17 years of experience from when I was young to I'm a little bit older and wiser. We won't ever say old. 
<laughs> and then um, another situation that comes up that the new when the new wears off of you being an adult. I know all the kids in here, a lot of y'all, a lot of us have said, oh my goodness, I can't wait until I am grown. So these people can stop telling me what to do. People, meaning your parents or the adults in your life, they can stop telling me what to do. Oh, I know all this. Why they always want to try and tell me what to do? Oh, I can't wait till I'm grown. Then I can do whatever I want, whenever I want. And you, that's true. That's, it's true. When you become an adult, you have the right to choose to do whatever you want to do, whenever you want to do it. But remember, there are consequences. Everything, every action, every choice that you make, there's a consequence to it. So you remember that. And so when I, I, was, I was looking at this and I was like, being, a, being an adult, it really does, the new rears off of that real quick. Because when you when you at home, you got every they provide you food, they take you where you want to go, they buy your clothes, they do everything for you. And as an adult, it's like, wait a minute, I gotta pay my own bills. This water bill is high. This light bill is high. Let me turn some lights off. Turn them lights off. Turn. Hey, hey, hey. Uh, uh-uh, that 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 air conditioning can't be set at 52. I gotta pay for that. Turn that up. Put it to 75. That's high. You open them. I got the shock of my life when we moved into our house and one of our first electric bills during the summertime was like 400 and something dollars. I was like, whoa, what is this? I don't know about this home ownership stuff. I like this apartment living better. I didn't have to pay all this stuff. It's like, you have to pay for everything. You are in charge of everything. There's nobody when you go, there's nobody for you to say, oh, I wish somebody would clean these dishes. Nope, that's you. I wish somebody would pay this car note. Nope, that's you. Oh, I wish somebody would do something. Can I just have a break? Nope, that's you. You're an adult. And a lot of times, especially now in the, what we're going through right now, a lot of adults are finding out that it's not easy. Being an adult is not easy. I got to do all this. I can't go to work. I got to stay at home. I can't take this no more. And that's what people, that's where people get at, at once you realize that being an adult is this, this ain't fun no more. I don't want to be an adult no more. People then turn, start to feel depressed and they turn to thinking that, oh, I don't need to be in this life no more. No, nope, that's not what it is. That's not what you need to do. When you start to feel that way, we have to remember that God is God and he is always with us in good times and in bad times. And in Deuteronomy chapter 31, verse 6, it says, Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or terrified because of them. For the Lord your God goes with you. He will never leave you or forsake, nor forsake you. Everything that you're going through, everything that you're dealing with, the God is with you. It may seem like, oh no, I'm in this by myself. Ain't no God up in this. There's no God in this. Oh yes, God is there. He is with you. He will never leave you or forsake you. When you look around and see that, wait a minute, I'm in the midst of all this and I am, I'm sad. I feel sad and I'm depressed, but guess what? I still, I'm not physically hurt. I just feel like I'm mentally hurt. All this is going on around me, but it's not touching me. That's when you know that God is with you. Or when you, a lot of people, when they get to this point in their life, they think, oh, I must have did something really bad, or I just must have sinned so bad that God just, he can't be in this. 
and God is saying, yes, I'm in this. Isaiah chapter 40, verse 28 through 31 says, do you not know? Have you not heard? The Lord is, everla is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He will not grow tired or weary, and his understanding no one can fathom. He gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. Even youths grow tired and weary, and young men stumble and fall. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on the wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. What? So even when I feel like I can't go on, and this, this, there's just, I'm just, I'm at the end of my rope, God will still continue to give me strength to go on when I stumble, even though I stumble, I can get up and keep moving forward in God. It's like we often think that, think we are struggling because we have sinned or we are cursed, but that is so far from the truth. Our hard times can show us just how truly blessed we are. They allow us to grow to a higher level in our faith. What? I'm going through this because I'm going to get better in my faith? My faith is going to get stronger? Yes! Because think of it this way. Nothing that is worth it is going to be easy. And when you have dealt with something that is so hard or so, that has been so hard and so traumatic for you, and you come out on the other side of it, you're like, wait a minute. I did that, so that means I can do this and even more greater. Yeah. Yeah. Hallelujah. And Proverbs chapter 3 verse 5 reminds us that we need to trust in the Lord with all our hearts and lean not to our own understandings. In all of your ways, submit to him and he will make your path straight. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lead not to your own understanding because our understanding is only what we can see, touch, feel, and, see, and smell. God's understanding is so much more that we can't even fathom it. Trust in him with all your heart. Not, lean not to your own understanding. Because God is working it out even when you can't see he's working it out. Amen. Where am I at? I lost myself. That's all right. We just, oh no. I'm sorry, I done got off track. Nope, I was right on track. I'm on track. Um, the next situation that we want to talk about is being a believer. And as I was, as I was studying for this message, it was like, can the new wear off of being a believer? Can the new wear off of doing right for God? It's like, yes. And the word that, I was, I, I, that kept coming back to me was burnout. Burnout. And that means physical and emotional exhaustion. And I was like, huh. Yes. Being a Christian can be physically and emotionally exhausting. But there is hope for that. There is hope. It says... I didn't got all turned around, but that's okay. But you, Israel, my servant, Isaiah chapter 41, verses 8 through 10. But you, Israel, my servant Jacob, whom I have chosen, you descendants of Abraham, my friend, I took you from the ends of the earth, its farthest corners, I called you. 
I said, you are my servant. I have chosen you and have not rejected you. So do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous hand. Mmm. Uh -huh. What? What? <laughs> it's like, when, you, as, when you're walking as a Christian and you see, I'm doing good. Oh, I just, you first give your life to God. It seems like everything is great. Everything is wonderful. And then all of a sudden, it's like, wait a minute. Everything is starting to go wrong. I, I done lost, I done got laid off. They cut my hours at work. I done got, I, I, my car done broke down. And everybody else around me seem like they're prospering. Everybody else that I know that's around me that's not a believer, they seem like they're prospering. That's okay. Why is it okay? Because God says, I will uphold you with my righteous hand. I am there with you. I got you. I have you. Basically, he's saying, I got you. No matter what you go through, no matter how hard it gets, I got you. Being a believer is not something that is a bad thing. That's one of the greatest and best things you can ever do is to become a believer in Christ, to give your life to God. And even when it seems like it's hard and we're struggling because everybody else, all the, all, everyone else around us is doing great, but we're struggling it's like, why am I even trying? What is the use of me even keeping to do this? It's like, why can't I just do whatever I want to do? Because God says, he tells you to come to me. All of you who are burdened, are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, from me. For I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. My yoke is easy and my burden is light. All right. So what we do, what we do when we become, when, when we seem like we get to the point where we're like, why should I even keep going on? It's like, come to God. Turn unto God. Take his yoke. You exchange your burdens for God's. And it's like his, his burden is easy and his yoke is light. So in your, all these heavy burdens and baggage that you're dealing with, you're giving it to him and letting him handle it. And you're just taking what his light, peace, and love, and grace that he has for you. And it's, it's I've, I, I want to say I've been there. I know most Christians have been there where they're like, ah, why, why, why am I even continuing to try? And God says, because you are mine. I love you. I made you. I'm here for you. You continue, press on. Um, um, it says, you continue for the prize of the high calling. And you want to get to the point where you can say, I have fought the good fight. And I've finished. I've done all that God has set forth for, forth for me to do. And when you can say that, and when you see him again, he will say, well done, my good and faithful servant. You, that's something that you want to hear. When, God, when you leave this life and you, in, and you go and see God in heaven, that's what you want to hear. Well done, my good and faithful servant. You have withstood the test. You have dealt with every blow that's come your way, but you, did, you may have stumbled, you may have fell, but you got back up again. And that's what we need to remember. As, when, as Christians in our Christian walk, even when we fall, even when we stumble, we must always get back up again. Because when you get back up again, that lets God know that I'm still, I'm still, I'm still striving. I'm still striving, Lord. It hurts, but I'm still striving. It's hard, but I'm still striving. Always remember to get back up again. 
And when we look back at our, our initial verse, I want to go back there before in closing. It says, therefore, do not lose heart. Though we are outly wasting away, yet inwardly we are becoming renewed day by day. Don't be discouraged. Though outwardly all of our new things are passing away and becoming old, inwardly we are becoming newer and stronger and better day by day. For our light and momentary troubles are achieving us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. The, the small and little things that irk us and may seem like big boulders to us, it's just, just insignificant to God. And it is by dealing with them and going through this, we're achieving uh, eternal glory that outweighs any and everything we can think about that, ha that, has, that has happened here on earth. So... Fix our eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen. Since what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. As you look around, you see all kinds of tragedies and sadness and things going on. Don't fix your eyes on that. Fix your eyes on what is unseen, the eternal God who lives in heaven that is going, that is going to allow us to get there and be with him. Yeah. Fix your eyes on what God is doing. And when you try and fix your eyes on what God is doing, the heavenly things, these earthly things don't even matter. Yeah. It is trivial in comparison to what God is doing because God is doing what more than we can even ask, think, or even fathom. Because the Bible tells us his ways are not our ways. Our ways are not his ways. And his thoughts are not our thoughts. He can think far beyond and greater than anything we can ever think. So remember that. When the new wears off and the old starts to shine through, fix your eyes on not what, on not what is seen, but on what is unseen. Because what we can see is temporary. But what is unseen, what God is doing, is eternal. As we stand to our feet all over the building. And to those that are watching us near or far off, you may send your prayer request. We want to pray for you. Again, we thank God for his word and the messenger. Let's give her a hand clap. Amen. Father, we thank you for this gathering, God. We thank you for being in the midst and being with us, Father. We thank you for your word, God. We thank you for your daughter, your servant, who have spoken the word today. God, we thank you that your spirit has went before her and have tittered the grounds of our hearts, that your seed word that has been sown has been sown into good ground, God, and we know that it's going to bring a harvest and we will reap that harvest father and we thanking you for it right now in the name of Jesus God we depend on you we trust you God we love you with all of our heart and our mind and our soul God in Jesus name as we leave this place your house but never from your presence may you continue to smile upon us and continue to bless us God with your favor and your love in Jesus name and all believers shout it Amen. All right. Until next week, y'all, as we leave.
Let us keep God in our minds and our hearts. Amen.